Romans chapter 1, verse 16. Paul is writing to Jewish and Gentile believers. If you'd stand for the reading of God's word. He says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God for salvation to Everyone who what? Believes. To the Jews first and also to the Greek. For in it, in what? The gospel. The righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, but the righteous man shall live by faith. I want to talk about this morning the power of the gospel. Last week we talked about the light of the gospel. Today I want to talk about the power of the gospel. Last week we talked about the light of the gospel. We said that the light of the gospel is what Satan wants you to be blinded by. He doesn't want you to see the light of the gospel because it's a threat to him. The Bible says the God of this world has blinded the minds of unbelievers. And So what we have to ask ourselves is this, whether you're a believer or an unbeliever, because it does matter. You say a believer of what? Well, before you can know the what, you have to know the who. Are you with me? You see, the gospel, that term gospel is the word euangelion. In the Greek, that word means good news. Amen. Good news. Good news of what? Good news of Jesus Christ. That Jesus Christ is the Son of God and is God. And that he died on a cross for our sins, even while we were yet sinners. He died for us. Someone was doing something for us even before we even knew what we needed. God knew that when Adam sinned, that we were in this position, this condition that we had. And then Satan didn't make it any more, any better. What Satan did is he blinded us. If we should be mad at anybody, we should be mad at Satan. Because he has blinded the minds of unbelievers. That word to not give us understanding Sometimes reading the Bible can be very difficult for some because Satan keeps blinding their minds. But in order for you to overcome that blindness, you have to accept, amen, the light of the gospel. But then right after the light of the gospel, there's what's called the power of the gospel power of the gospel 
amen, comes in to shatter any doubts. The power of the gospel is so impactful to a life that if you ever experience it, it will change you forever. Do I have anybody? You see, Satan does not want you to be exposed to the gospel. It is not just a starting point to your faith. It is the thing that continues for the rest of your life. I told you last week, 20 years ago, I was exposed to the gospel. And God changed my life. And that power still is in effect in my life. The God of this world, which we know is Satan, he understands how powerful the gospel is. But what he does is he infiltrates churches. Because if he can take the power of the church, the power of the church, the main source of power, which is the gospel, then that church is no threat to him. You see, without the power of the gospel, we remain in darkness. Without the power of the gospel, we are, will be depressed. Without the power of the gospel, amen, we will remain in depravity and darkness. And here's the thing. We're, we become, we're in a fight. Somebody know what I'm talking about. You're in a fight right now between light and darkness. Listen, some of you want to do right. But every time you do right, it only lasts a few days. But when the power of the gospel impacts your life, when it infiltrates your life, it changes you forever. I said what? Forever. Can I ask you a question? Have you been changed? Has the gospel of Jesus Christ, have you come into collision with it yet? You see, I told you last week and the weeks before that there are many gospels out here. There, are, there is the prosperity gospel. Uh, there's the health and wealth gospel. There's a positive thinking gospel. There's a gospel that keeps you in bondage, but yet promises you hope. My goodness. And you never come to the place where you receive that hope. Anybody ever been there? So today I'm convinced that the enemy does not want you to experience the power of the gospel. In our passage today we find that Paul writes to Jewish and Gentile believers 
There were some schisms going on in the church. There was some division going on in the church. Some felt that they still had to keep the law. Amen. Some felt like, you know, this new life, this new faith that they had found, you know, the grace thing. Amen. It wasn't real. But as he writes to them, he prepares them because he's coming to visit them. And if you look at verse 1 of chapter 1, it says, Paul, a bondservant. That word bondservant means doulos. That word bondservant means a slave. In other words, what Paul was saying, and I'll show you something here in a minute. Paul was saying that he was wrapped up, tied up, tangled up, chained up, shackled up to Jesus. He says he's a bondservant of Jesus Christ. Look what he says. Called. You notice that? He says called what? As an apostle, watch this, watch this now, set apart to make you feel good. Set apart to heal you. Set, set apart to make you feel better about yourself, right? Give you a positive speech every Sunday, right? No, that ain't what he's saying. That ain't what he's saying. He says he was called. And here's what I believe about the power of the gospel. Men who are called carry the gospel. They have one message. And that is the gospel. Watch what he said. He says, I was called as an apostle. Let me tell you what an apostle is. One who's seen Jesus. Now let me, let me explain this to you. The people today that call themselves apostles, unless they have seen Jesus, they are lying. All right? Now, Paul was on the road to Damascus. He was on the road to kill Christians. The Paul that's writing right now. Let me show you how God works. He takes the worst of us. And he saves us. Are you with me? I'm going to say it one more time. What you did what doesn't top what anybody else did. But, or what the other person did. Because sin is sin. Depravity is depravity. And here's the thing. There's nothing so good about me that God chose me to carry the gospel. As a matter of fact, God loves rejects. He does. He'll take a crooked stick and make it straight. Because he can do that. See, 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 the Bible says it's not the one who has been forgiven less that needs forgiven. It's the, that, that stays committed, right? It's the one who needs the most forgiveness. They're the ones that stay appreciative. Thank God. <laughs> Amen. That I've been forgiven much. Have you been forgiven much? <laughs> Do I have anybody? I mean, I'm talking about have you really been forgiven much? God has forgiven me of some things. If I was to talk about it, you wouldn't, you wouldn't even listen to me. 
but he's taken people like us and he has forgiven us. What kind of God would take the scum of the earth like me and use me and call me to carry his gospel? What kind of God is that? Are you with me? Watch this. Watch this. Watch what he says. He says set apart. He was set apart for what? The gospel of God. Are you there? Are you there? He says, he says which he what? Promised beforehand through his prophets in the Holy Scriptures. See that? He says, he says, man, I've been set apart. The gospel has been preached all through the Old Testament. The, Jesus is all over the Old Testament. When you read the Old Testament, if you don't see Jesus, you're blind. Spiritually. See, because the devil doesn't want you to see Jesus. Because here's the thing. The moment you see Jesus, you see yourself. That's the gospel. The light shines. And then you start looking at your life like, man. So, so, so let me fast forward so I can get on about my business. Look what he said. He said in verse 16, he says, for I am not ashamed. Let, let me tell you what the gospel brings you. It doesn't bring popularity. It empties churches. It, it causes you to have enemies. If you're preaching the gospel, you're not going to have friends. The devil's already mad at you. So, so the power of the gospel, the first thing it is, it is transforming. Paul says, I'm unapologetic. I'm unashamed. Here's a man. I, I need to say this to you. Here's a man who was a persecutor of Christians. And now he's a promoter of Christians. Now he's an instrument. How does God do that? How does God take one who was on the total opposite side? I'm trying to help you today. Watch this. And he transforms you, and now you are a promoter of the kingdom. How does he do that? It has to be the power of the gospel. Because he says, watch this, he wrote one-third of the Bible. He wrote one-third of the Bible. Many have been ashamed of the gospel. Many have turned, I'm talking to somebody, watch this, because, because, watch this, there are a lot of people who start off preaching, you know some of them preachers, some of you know some of them preachers, they start off well, they sound good, they even look good, not like me, but they look good. <laughs> right? Watch this, check this out now, watch this now, but all of a sudden they take a turn. Because it's not popular anymore, see? See, see, see what I'm saying? And, and I don't want to call anybody out. I don't want to just want to call anybody out like that. I don't want to call no names. But what I want to say to you, saints, is this. Preaching the gospel, watch this, it will change your life. But hearing the gospel will transform your life. And when you hear the true gospel, it will transform me, transform you in such a way, watch this, where your yes will be yes. Your no will be no. 
You can deal with the issues of life. When stuff shows up, you can face it head on because you know that there's a transforming power that's still working on the inside of you. Just because you're saved doesn't mean that the power is not in you. Are you with me? Listen, listen, listen. Paul was being used to bring people, watch this, to bring the gospel to people. Watch this. He did it with boldness. He did it unashamed. Watch this. Unapologetic. But watch this. But all through Paul's ministry, when you get down to 1 Corinthians, this is why I say it's transformative, okay? Or it's transforming. Watch this. Because if I know that preaching the gospel would bring me persecution, why keep doing it? So obviously, watch this. If you as a believer, we had a brother here earlier. He's in a fight for his life. Spiritually. Because the transforming power of the gospel is working in him. And what Satan want to do, he wants to destroy him. Before he even gets to the point of sanctification. Before he gets more knowledge. Before he gets stronger. But one save always saves. So here's the thing. The devil can't have him anymore. So what he wants to do is destroy his life and make his life more miserable here on earth. But I want to tell you something. When I look at Paul, this is what Paul says in 1 Corinthians. He says, I was betrayed. Watch this. Because of the gospel. I was, I was beaten. I was hungry. I was tried. I was shipwrecked. I almost lost my life. He says, listen, he says, night and a day, I cried. He had some depression going on, but yet he still kept preaching the gospel. So the one preaching the gospel, the one receiving the gospel, there's a spiritual warfare going on. But I want to tell you something. The gospel hadn't stopped changing you. It's the gospel that changes you and I. It's the gospel that heals marriages. It's the gospel that transform your kids. It's the gospel that will bring you out of the gutter. Come on, somebody. It's the gospel that will rise you up out of pain and suffering, out of depravity. Why? Because God has the power laid in the gospel. That's what he says. He says, I ain't ashamed of it. I may be persecuted because of it, but I ain't ashamed. I ain't ashamed to tell nobody I'm a Christian. I ain't ashamed to tell nobody where God has brought me from. I ain't ashamed to tell you I lost my mind 20 years ago. I ain't ashamed to tell you that I used to worship idols. I ain't ashamed to tell you I was far down the road in sin. And God saved me. I ain't ashamed of that. Some of us, we don't want to talk about we come out of homosexuality. We come out of adultery. We come out of all kinds of things. We don't want to tell the story, but the power of the gospel will deliver you. That's the power. That's why we come back to church. We come back to get refilled again. This is our charging station. I used to say filling station, but now we got electric cars. So we got to plug in now. I wish I had somebody. We done up, upgraded to a Tesla now. Get all that. Amen. 
plug in. And every week when you come here, you plug in. Why you got to plug in? Because that's the source to living the gospel. The devil don't want you living no gospel. He wants you living a pipe dream. He wants you living for prosperity and health. Listen, you see what God can do, right? When you don't even ask for money, he gives it to you. If your focus is the gospel, it's transforming. Look what he says next. He says, it is, it, I'm not ashamed of this thing. This very thing that got me beat up. Some of you be running. <laughs> Watch it. I know some of you be running. Watch this. From the time you commit, the devil jump on your back. From the time you say you're going to read, from the time you say, right, I'm going to get my act together. Guess what happened? He just come at you. But you got to fight back. You say you're strong, fight back. How you fight back? You don't cuss him out. You cannot tell the devil to get behind you. <laughs> Told you about the woman with the dress. Took a rent money and went in the store and bought the dress. Come home, husband said, baby, did you pay the rent? No, I bought this dress. I said, baby, why didn't you tell the devil to get behind you? I did. He told me I look good behind there too. <laughs> you see, the devil knows he got strategies, man. He's got strategies. But, but listen, listen, the thing that transform your transforms your life is the gospel. Because look what the text says. Look what the text says. He says, I'm not ashamed of it. Why? For it is, Lord Jesus, for it is, it is the power. Oh, y'all going to make me speak in tongues. It is the power of God. So not only <laughs> is it transforming, it is the what? Revealed. Listen, when I look at your life, when I look at some of you, I see the power of God revealed before my eyes. Listen, listen. If what you really experienced was real, you'll change. He said, I'm a backslide. Forget all that backslide and stuff. You never got the gospel. Here's what I'm saying. We make all these provisions for the gospel, right? We, we, oh, well, you know, well, he's just a weak believer. or no. If the transforming power of God was really in your life, you would overcome whatever you are dealing with right now. Why? Because it is the power. Hey. It is the what? It is the power. What it says, it is the, watch this, what it is is the problem. Because today, not many people are experiencing the power of it. Why? Because they ain't preaching it. Yeah. 
Man, listen, a lot of stuff you hear on, on TDJ got 1.2 million views, and ain't nobody, ain't nobody changed. I said I wasn't going to call no names. Shoot. And, and, and some of you eating it up. He sure did help me. But you the same. He he sure did he sure, he sure said it today, but are you changed? It is the power of God. Can you imagine that we can encapsulate God's power in the gospel? You know what the gospel is, right? Jesus. Right, I'm just trying to make sure you know that it is the good news of Jesus, and you got to believe that whatever you're going through, the choir sung the song. Jesus. It is the power of God revealed. Listen, 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 listen. If we have the power of God in the gospel and we stay the same. Somebody ain't hearing me today. Listen, listen. You, you're working too hard, boo. You're working too hard. You're thinking too much. <laughs> you, 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 next week I'm going to talk about Week after, I'm going to talk about the simplicity of the gospel. That's what I'm going to talk about next. I talk about the what? I talk about the light. Talk about the power. Next week, I deal with my singles. But week after that, I'm going to talk about the simplicity of the gospel. The simplicity of it. It's very, very simple. Watch this. The gospel has changed people forever. The question is, have you received it? Because if it has, if it is the power of God, then why am I the same? Why, why am I, you know, you know why I'm you know why I'm the same in some areas? Because I hadn't let the power in yet. Lord, please let the power in. Lord, let me let the gospel get into this area. Let the gospel get into your thinking. But before it could get in your thinking, because remember, Satan has already messed it up, get in your heart. You got to believe it. Watch this, watch this. He says, it is the power of God for what? Oh, no. See, some of you, those areas I just talked about, it, it needs saving. That word, that word salvation is where you get the word, is where you get the word soteria. All right? That word means to be delivered. How many need some deliverance this morning? Watch this. It's, it, is not, it is not just the power of God, but next, it is for, you got to know what it's for. It's not to make you feel good. It is to pull you out of your mess. It is to bring you up. It's to lift you out of. It's to deliver you. The, the gospel is for one thing. The main thing. Salvation. You say, what do I need to be saved from, Pastor? I want to tell you something about this, and I want you to hear me good on this one okay this is gonna bless you salvation means that we have a need to be delivered from sin 
We have a need. Watch this. The power of the gospel is for salvation. Watch this now. Ready? Watch this now. This is where Satan tricks you up. It is the power of God to, for salvation to deliver you from, write this down, the penalty of sin. The power of sin. So when you tell me I can't, you're lying. Unless you never received the gospel. Because there's nothing that you can do. I can't change him. I know you don't need to change him. God can change him. But you got to want God to change him. Because secretly in your heart, you like him where he is. Uh-oh. That's a marriage conference. That's something else. <laughs> Watch this. The penalty of sin. The power of sin. Ready? Ready for this? The very presence of sin. Well-known pastor, I, I don't want to, well-known pastor around the world got caught in adultery last week. Okay. Do you not know that he had the gospel and he had the power to say no? When the presence of sin showed up, God had already saved him from the power of sin. The presence of sin, the penalty of sin, watch this, and even the punishment of sin. But he gave in. He said, but he was weak. Yeah, I know he was weak. But if God has saved you from all that, why do you keep going back? See, the power doesn't just stop when you get saved. 20 years and the power just keeps getting stronger in me. And stronger and stronger and stronger. Watch this. And I'm going to show you how. Watch this. Not only that. Not only the power of God through the gospel can save you from sin. But salvation has three tenses. From sin. I'm trying to help somebody with something. Watch this. God saves us when he saves us. When he saves us through the gospel. Watch this. From sin past. That's what's really important. You know, he says he takes your sin and casts it in the sea of forgiveness, never to remember them anymore. In other words, when God is done with it, he's done with it. He never brings it back up. That's your conscience playing tricks on you. Okay? So, so when he saves you through the gospel, watch this. He saves you from sin's past. You ready? Sin present. And sins in the future. What kind of God is that? You know what that means for you? That you're going to heaven. Oh, I wish I had somebody. And this is where Satan messes us up. When we fall back into sin, he gets you to thinking, man, I'm, I'm through. I, I ain't going to confess. I might as well stay the same because this is how I'm always going to be. No, you've been, you've been saved by the power of the gospel. Watch this. From sins past, present, and future. So what does that mean for you? Sin cannot rule you. It only rules you when you allow it to. 
Pastor, I'm a good person. Okay, good person. Come here, man. Let me give you the good person test right quick while you're so good. Let's use the Ten Commandments for a minute. Have you ever lied before? Yep. Have you ever stolen anything before? Irregardless of the, of the value? Yep. Here's the one to get everybody. Have you ever looked at a woman? Oh, man. And lust, well, I, I didn't touch it. No, and lusted after. The Bible said if you thought it. Oh, I wish I had somebody. Boy, he's tall, dark, and handsome. You better watch it. You better watch it. <laughs> Amen. Because the Bible said if you think it, you've done it. So you're such a good person, but what did you just admit to being? A liar, a thief, and an adulterer at heart. And that's just three out of ten. And if God was to judge you now, where would you go? So this is why we needed the gospel and the power of the gospel because God knew while we're walking around here and some of these women be dressing kind of crazy nowadays, you know, brother be struggling. From the time he go to the store, He's trying to do right. He's trying to do right. We were at the car wash yesterday. I said, Lord have mercy. I need to look up. I was with my wife, by the way. I said, that's a daggone shame, baby. I had to look up. Watch this. The devil knows, you know. So he, he, listen, he uses people like pawns. You ever notice whatever you like he put in front of us? Come on, man. Come on. You think that's strategic? You think that's like by an accident? Oh, yeah, that's my soulmate. No, you married, boo. Talking about your soulmate. But you whole married. Okay? Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. So God knew that. I'm trying to help somebody. Watch it. God knew that that's the struggle we have. So he saved her from sin what? All you got to do is exercise 1 John 1 and 9. Confess it. Lord, I did look at her, Lord. I did. I ain't lying. And I stared a little too long. Lord, I need you to help me. Help me, Lord. When I drive by that liquor store, Lord, help me, Lord. I, it says liquor. Lord, I pray the FBI shut down the weed house. Please, Lord. Because when I get high, Lord, I start looking at stuff, pornography and all kinds of stuff. Y'all don't want to talk about it. Amen. Amen. Oh, I slipped. I didn't mean to search for that. And then you get caught up two hours, three hours. But, but you've had the gospel preached to you. You have the power that sin can't rule over you. Stop getting weak to sin and say, God, you've saved me from the power, from the presence, from the penalty of sin. 
So when sin shows up, I can recognize it and confess it. You ain't got to be perfect. You just got to recognize that you have the power. He says it is the power of God for salvation because we need to be saved from our inherited sin, from our genetics, uh, uh, Adam and Eve. Once that's been taken care of, you can hang. Now look what he said next. See, the, see, here's the here's the here's the here's the part that you ha you're responsible for. He says to what? It's it's for what? Ah, doesn't matter where you're from. Doesn't matter if you're black or white. I'm about to sing that song. Watch it. He said to everyone who what believes. No color. No class. No creed. No status. No classification. To everyone. So what's the next point? What's the next point? It is for salvation, but the next point is it is for everyone who sincere. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. You know what baffled me for a long time? I would see people come to church, they come up here, they pray, they accept Jesus Christ, and guess what? They stay the same. I'm trying to say, what the what didn't happen? I had to question whether or not it was me. Whether it was, am I really preaching the gospel? I had to ask myself that question, but I realized something. They did not sincerely believe. They came up there because mama told them to get up there. Listen, it can go into the most sophisticated places, the gospel that is. No class, no color, no creed. The power of it, it is colorblind. It can go to the remotest part of India, to Africa, to China, to North Korea. It, listen, the gospel, the power of the gospel can go wherever. But, it, but it, it's up to you. You have to believe. That's the thing. It is so powerful that it breaks down barriers. But it's still to you and I to believe. Watch this. Let me go on. Let me go on. Now, he says, it is to everyone who believes, he says, hmm. He says to everyone who believes, right? Look what he says. Look what he says next. To the Jew first and also to the who? To the Greek. Let's go to verse 17 real quick. Now, to the Jew, the Jews were the first one to, ex to be extended salvation. But they rejected it and we got it. Thank the Lord. Because had they not rejected, we would all going to be going to hell. But thank God for, for the Jews, okay? Look at verse 17. He says, for it in it. See, it's not so much to know the power. You got to know what's in it. Lord have mercy. The ingredient. And, and, and I'm closing here. I'm closing here for real because, because I want to show somebody something today. You've been trying to be good. Good doesn't get you in heaven. The gospel gets you to heaven. And all you got to do is believe. And after you believe, here's what's so beautiful about God. If you sincerely believe, 
you will begin to change because look what he says next. He says, for in it the righteousness of God is revealed. Watch this. From what? Faith to faith. But the righteous man shall live by what? So not only is it for everyone who sincerely believes, but lastly, it is for reconciliation and sanctification. What is reconciliation about? Reconciliation makes you right with God. You're born in sin. That's why when you, when you were two, you were lying already. <laughs> Y'all ain't trying to hear me. You don't have to teach a kid how to lie. He just lies. You don't have to teach a kid how to steal stuff. They're just going to steal the candy. That's the nature of man who are born in sin. But the, in the gospel, he said, it is the righteousness of God. God's righteousness. Watch this. God's righteousness complements his justice. In other words, God's righteousness meets all the demands of justice. So in other words, God says, my righteousness, guess what? Makes you free. reconciles you it brings you back into relationship with him and then he says the righteous man shall live by faith right watch this that's the sanctification piece you know what sanctification is it, it is watch this it's a process by which you grow closer to God and I've seen people over the last 15 years some have exercised and received the power of the gospel. When you really have the power of gospel in your life, you start growing closer. And you ain't got to do nothing. Because you already set apart by the gospel for his work. And you've been saved from the presence of sin. The power of sin. Amen. And, and, and sin what? Past, present, and future. Sanctification is how you grow closer to him. And today I just want to tell you this. The power of the gospel has been felt for centuries. Over 2,000 years ago on that hill on Calvary. You may say I'm saved but I have not experienced the power. I want to tell you something. We need to check your salvation. Let's be honest. You may have experienced something, but it's not the power of God. You know why? Because you're not getting closer to God. You're drawing further from him. Are you with me? When you experience the power of the gospel, you'll know it. You won't walk the same. You won't look the same. You won't shout the same. Come on, somebody. Amen. Why? Because it is transforming. One day a woman got a ticket. And she went before the judge and the judge said, your fine is $100. She said, judge, I, I don't have the money to pay. So either you pay or you go to jail for 30 days. The judge, the woman said, 
Judge, I have three kids, and I got to pick them up from school, and if I don't get home, you know, if I don't get home to them, I don't know what's going to happen to them. I have nobody but they don't have nobody but me. Judge said, Judge looked down at her, pushed his chair back from the bench, zipped down his robe, took it off. He went over to the side, picked up his jacket and put it on. He walked down and stood beside the girl, reached in his wallet, and brought out a $100 bill. He put the $100 bill on the bench, took off his jacket, zipped up his robe, and got behind the bench. Young lady, you've been found guilty of going 70 miles an hour in a 55 mile per hour speed zone. It is the law. The law is the law. I can't change the law. Amen. You, either that, either you pay it or you spend a week in jail. But somebody else, he says, the judge, has paid your price. God saw you and I speeding down the highway of sin. Come on, help me. He zipped down the independence, independent use of his deity. And he put on the jacket of humanity. That's Jesus. He came down and he died on a cross. Paid the price that you and I could not pray, pay. He picked up the tab. He rose from the dead. He zipped up his glorified body and ascended to heaven. The good news of the gospel is that the bill we could not have paid is paid in full. Jesus paid that price. And now we have the power of the gospel.